The following podcast contains naughty words, naughty themes, and a cat named Ernie. Hi, Jimmy here. On this episode of Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film, we sit down and watch the classic 1987 romance, fantasy, action, classic that is The Princess Bride. This was directed by Rob Reiner, starring Carrie Elways, Mandy Patinkin, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, the immortal Andre the Giant, Robin Wright, Billy Crystal, and a whole host of others. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it is the story of Princess Buttercup, who is madly in love with the farm boy, Wesley, and unfortunately, things take a turn in their lives when Wesley goes out in search of employment and gets attacked by a pirate. For the rest of the story, you have to listen to the rest of the episode. Hope you enjoy. It's still my favourite book in all the world, and more than ever, I wish I had written it. Sometimes I like to fantasise that I did, that I came up with Fezzik, my favourite character, and that my imagine summoned up the Iocane sequence, the ensuring battles of wits and death. Alas, Morgenstern invented it all, but no, he didn't. (laughs) I'm Rich. And I'm Jimmy. And you're listening to Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film. With Veronica. Um, It's a very special film tonight, so we have invited our friend along to explain what film it is we are going to be watching. So, I would like to introduce to you, Veronica. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy and Rich, for inviting me onto your podcast. Very welcome. Have we said what the film is yet? Oh, The Princess Bride. (laughs) So, so we're watching The Princess Bride. Yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually going to watch The Princess Bride. Um, (laughs) um, It's a film that lots of people talk about. I've not seen myself. You've seen it a little bit. I have. I've seen it twice. Yeah. You said it was good. Loved it, yeah. I really enjoyed it when I saw it. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did, but it's a really charming little film. And uh, from what we gather, from the amount that you've talked before, <laughs> we the board, um, Veronica's quite a fan. Veronica, would you like to explain what book you brought with you to the yes. podcast? Yes, I have brought with me the book, The Princess Bride by William Goldman. When you go to the cinema, Veronica, to see a film, do you take the book with you then? <laughs> no, because often the film is not as good as the book. And so I often don't go and watch the book adaptation film. As someone who's neither read the book nor seen the film, would you say that this book is a good representation Mm. of the film? I'd say they're both brilliant um, and they work very well in their own rights. William Goldman, who wrote the book, also wrote the screenplay. So actually a lot of what's in this book and the book came first um, has been taken directly into some of the dialogue in the film. So when you read the book, you do feel like you're kind of reading a little bit of the screenplay at the same time which so it's being dealt with with love like, yes it's not fisted and he wrote the book for his two daughters didn't he well this is the bit that's really bizarre about this book it starts with a prologue where he talks about the fact that when he was a kid he had pneumonia and was at home sick for a while and his dad read him the book the princess bride and his dad read it and there's this sort of you know it's been passed down passed down so that when he grew up he actually bought the book the Princess Bride to give to his son. We'll come back to that in a minute because I see you're confused. Mm -hmm. Um, And he gave it to his son and his son read it for the first few chapters and his son went, oh, it's it's, it's bullshit. I don't like it. And he was like, how can you not like this book? And he he took the book and he read the book and he realised that what his dad has done, his dad had actually edited out all the boring stuff of the book. So what he decided to do was to do an abridged version of the book, which is originally written by... S. Morgenstern and so this is an abridged version of that book 
So someone wrote a story as a book, and then someone else adapted that book, and The Princess Bride is based upon an original story. Well, so this is the point, Rich. No, because it's all made up. <laughs> so basically, William Goldman... It's a, yes, lot of, it's a William shit. Goldman made up, basically made up that he had pneumonia, made up that his dad used to read this to him, made up that he had a son, and actually made up that this is a book written by Morgenstern, and actually wrote the book himself, then abridged the book. It's just like... He's got far too much it's just, fantastic. It's such a brilliant concept to kind of make up a book to and then write about. And then he, he asked his daughters, apparently, he said, what yeah. book would you like? And one said, oh, it needs to be about a princess. And the other one said, no, it needs to be about a bride. So he went, okay, yeah, fuck both of it then. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know all of that, but it's interesting as well, because then Rob Reiner, who directs the film, yeah. uh, apparently this was like his favourite book. And he got really known for like this is Spinal Tap and like yeah. you know the the fake like um mock, doing like the mockumentaries and everything, so that's quite funny that he loved this book to pieces and the whole thing's a show like a, a, a meta work of fiction as well. It's an ode to a genre like it's like a fantasy fairy tale adventure, but it's also all a bit tongue in cheek because it's it's a book that's been translated into the film so there's a bit of it that's really over the top acting all a little bit yeah. nudge nudge wink wink just playful yeah yeah that's a good word playful so why is the film so good the thing is it's got something that appeals to everyone this is their problem when they went to market it they didn't know who to market it to what genre to pick to kind of say oh it's a fantasy film for girls because it's about princess bride it's a fairy tale love story but hold on also it's got pirates in it and a giant so it'd be really cool for like kids adventure when did it come out how old is it now 19 87? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're 86, so, yeah. So if I went took this into school and <gasps> kids would love it. Do you think? Yeah, oh my god. But, e- yeah. Even now with yeah. kids who are banging into their Instagrams and you know, they're so distracted by the world, do you think they'd get involved in a little fantasy film oh. like this? Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. They, there's so much going on and it's simple enough for kids to understand, but then there's also enough for adults as well, you know right. what I mean? It's that yeah, it like works on you know any level for any age sort of thing. I think. And anyway. yeah, there's only one thing that dates it, which is at the very very beginning with da, 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 Fred Savage and Columbo. Fred Savage. <laughs> <and Columbo. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fantastic cast. So I feel like uh, I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure now to like this film. <laughs> Um, I, I hope you hate it. <laughs> well, I have got it on recording that Veronica will no longer be my friend if I decide I don't like. Oh, don't make that an incentive. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I am hungry. It is getting late. Yeah. Um, I have knocked us up a vegetable curry tonight. Nice. Um, and uh, I hope you're going to enjoy it. So, sure Jimmy, your favourite section is coming now. Woo! It's time for the fat man to eat. Yeah, but veggies, man. It's all right. I'll give you a bone to gnaw on afterwards. <laughs> A chat over dinner. So here it is, dinner. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry, I just started. Lovely. <laughs> sure. Shame. That's what Jimmy usually does. Yeah, he tucks straight, straight in. in. Oh my gosh, he tucks straight in at the same time. <laughs> must be love. Yeah. So, what other films are you kind of into, Veronica? Well, I would say that I am definitely an '80s film buff. Right. Like anything from that decade. The Princess Bride, which you don't watch. The Goonies, <laughs> which you've already watched. Back to the Futures. Oh, yeah. oh that's a film. That's you a know fucking, what you would yeah, film also on. I thought you should do is um, The Breakfast Club. Mm. I've not seen it. Oh my God. It's a very um, cool film. It's a very cool film. Also another film that I feel like 
is a bit like a play. There's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, and it's just one room almost. Yeah. It's just the one setting, yeah. That's some brilliant quotes. I think I like films that you can then quote afterwards as well. So I was thinking before, I was going to say The Princess Bride in the same way that you were like, you know, with Nail and I is so quotable. A second ago, I put the DVD in just to check and the menu comes up and it's just people saying things, which I'm assuming are quite integral quotes to the film. And I've noticed the word inconceivable <gasps> keeps popping yeah. up. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like horror films, do you, Veronica? No, um, but I do watch them. I used to love horror films. This is the thing. I was a massive fan of horror I went. I'm that person that went to see The Blair Witch Project and came up and went, that wasn't very scary. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. And then I started having um, panic attacks at university and I couldn't watch horror films after that because it would yeah. trigger a panic attack. So now I have this weird love-hate relationship. Well, you were um, saying before you were a fan of like Jordan Peele's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been stuff. to see all his films. Despite that, I go and I sit through it. Like I love it. I like slasher films. I have no problem with because I'm always like I could win. Like I could take that one. You know. Whereas, don't, don't run upstairs. Exactly. Don't run upstairs. But um, whereas, is there rules then for slasher <laughs> films? Mm. You know what? Maybe there is. Maybe there's a certain film that talks about them. What is that called, Jimmy? Uh, well. Maybe it's coming up. It is. It's the next episode. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to plug it. Jeez, it's your hard work. <laughs> Mate, I'm keeping it suspenseful. Keeping it suspenseful. Well, I'm not. The next episode out is going to be, uh, after the Princess Bride, is going to be screen. Yes. But it's a bit of um, a complete 180 from like mm. fantasy, fairy tale, you know, romance to... Meta slasher <laughs> yeah. kind of comedy. Is the Princess Bride scary? Not. Well... I there probably there might be some scenes that are a little bit like when he's having the life sucked out and yeah. as a little kid you might I beg your pardon yeah this is what I was saying before <laughs> yeah. I've heard you about the, the giant sucking machine <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have some fun with that now Jimmy <laughs> let's not make this sexual yeah what do you know about this film Rich? like what? have you seen a trailer The Princess Bride yes The Princess Bride I have turned the telly on mm. And I watched a scene when they are getting to the top of a mountain or a cliff. Ooh. And I remember thinking at the time it very much looked like a fairy tale. It's probably a good thing that you've not watched the trailer because the trailer is appalling. Like you said, just poorly handled with the marketing. Yeah. Apparently the poster, when the film first came out, is Columbo, whose name I can't remember in real life, is basically him holding a book. and uh, Not great. No. Yeah. Which nah. does not make you go... Oh my god, that's a movie I really want to go and see. Well, I, I can't remember exactly how much it did make at the box office, but it wasn't tons, you know, obviously comparative to the budget. And then it was literally just VHS. And once VHS and, you know, the home rental market became the thing and it was just word of mouth. Films and entertainment now is disposable. That's Absolutely. And, that is, and that's why you don't get cult followings mm-hmm. as much, because I bought The Goonies on VHS. I lent it to my mate who loved it. He lent it to his mate and me until the tape broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you switch on a film. I've, I've done it myself. I put Netflix on. I've started the film, and that's don't, not for me. Mm. Not for me because the choice. Grab the next one. Yeah. I can I can switch my telly on now and have yep. hundred thousand films at my disposal. Bang. And do you remember like going on a like a Friday night or a Saturday to Blockbusters, and you would just be there yeah. for ages, just oh, yeah. being like, "Oh my god, we're we going to pick this." It was like the highlight of the weekend yeah. was going to the video shop. Because you could have one film, you sit and you watch that film. Mm. It might be shit. It might be brilliant. So there you go. There's there's lots of fantastic films out there. We, I mean, we've mentioned a fair few over dinner. Mm. Um, point of the show, I guess. Like, I, yeah. You, yeah, I reckon so. But the thing is that tonight it's all about one film in particular. Woo! 
Um, <laughs> again, Veronica, if you fist bump the well, air. Sorry, no one can, no one can hear that. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, see, go the Princess Bride. See, Jimmy, ah. <laughs> Jimmy's very good at doing a woo. Uh, yeah. You can hear that. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm my place empty, and I'm um, delicious curry. By the way, sorry, I feel like we didn't give nice, that enough love during, while, while we were chatting there. Really fucking yum, mate. Pat oh. yourself on the back. Well, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, shall we? Shall we stick film on? Let's do it. Yes, very excited. Woo! <laughs> woo! <laughs> woo! Woo! Fist bump. Time to watch the film. That would be inconceivable. Well, so um, the Blu-ray is in. Ooh. I am Ooh. ready to press play and so see this monumental. I mean, I hope we haven't hyped it up too much. Well, it's not just us as well. It's like, like you were saying, people on social media and that. Like the at Rich and Jimmy on my personal as well. I've had people messaging saying like how much they love the film and can't wait to hear it. So, so I can't wait to rip it apart at the end. Do it, even if you like it, just go in on it, man. Yeah, reckon. Yeah, hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck them. I'm pressing play. Do it. This is the computer game that I said is going to age it. Apparently, the on the back of the door is the Spinal Tap costume. It is, yeah. It's the hat that um, Rob Reiner wore when he was in the film. And on the back of that... Mark Knopfler from Die Straits does the music for the film and he only did it if he put the Spinal Tap reference in so that's why the hat's on there. Why is he dressed as Columbo? Oh, it is Columbo. Yes. Oh. It wasn't a joke. It genuinely <laughs> is Columbo. What's his name again, Rebecca? The actor? Peter Ford. There, Penn State. Did you think it was a joke? I thought... I, I, no, I, I believed you that he was in it. But when this guy walked in, I didn't recognise him, and he looks like he's dressed as Columbo. So I was thinking, oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> this is one of the things I really like about this film that it kind of interrupts itself with these moments of yeah. reminding you it's a book and like. So is this guy reading the book yeah. to the kids supposed to be the guy who wrote the book talking to his kids? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I guess it could like as a framing device, yeah. yeah. What if something happens to you? Well, the Lord, the land gave one the right just realise as well, Lord Farquhar from Shrek just, yes. just rips off his costume, isn't it? It's like what he wears, and that's the homage to him. This, Lord Humperdinck, this film looks like the pages of a fairy tale book. Yeah. Yeah. Look, every scene looks like it's been painted for the sake of a book. I think, and I think that's why it doesn't. Like I said, you could put it, watch it today. It doesn't feel aged because it it's already otherworldly. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm watching an old film. No, at all. We are but four lost circus performers. This is also a bit in the book that's super confusing. So they talk about the cliffs of insanity. And he actually talks about them as if they're a real place that tourists go and visit. And, you, like, again, another thing that I was like, I'm so, this is so weird, I'm so getting so confused. <laughs> so he talks about how tourists go and visit these cliffs, which are not real. They're not. If you look at them, they are very impressive. Anyone who's not watched the film recently, go watch and look at these impressive cliffs. If you look carefully, right, they've strapped the red dress to, but they haven't bothered giving her legs. Legs, yeah. They've literally just got a red dress hanging off of the back of whoever's climbing up there. You look 
wounded then, Veronica? I like feel I, like I feel like don't overanalyze it too much. <laughs> on our on our movie podcast, we <laughs> watch films and analyze it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, that was very realistic. <laughs> Take the magic out of it. The question I have asked myself watching this film, though, is how was the rope there in the first place? That's a very good point. The only it, could, it could be like a smuggler's run that they know where it's just there, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, But no. it wasn't there when they first got off the boat. I think that's just a mistake in the editing. I think it should have been. Right, don't ruin the magic. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, say it's a, a, I'd say it's a smuggler's run yeah. that they know. It's like just a rope ladder. I have to say, at this point, I am definitely picking up what it's putting down. Jimmy, yeah, it's charming, hey. The dialogue's banging. Yeah, it's such, and that it makes it such a quotable thing as well. Film. That is one of the most famous quotes from this it's film. It's the best. My name is Emilio Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Do you know what I'm finding about this film is that as I'm watching it, I keep getting this little smile on my face, and it's it, it's because it's just it's just nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's just a nice film. I'm not that bad either. Like you said, and it's just such brilliant dialogue and clever, witty little things. You could almost say it's uh Super witty film. Super witty, that's right, really. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I wasn't going to say that because it's your catchphrase. <laughs> I think it's our catchphrase. That tra- tra- trademark Rich and Jimmy. No, it's all right. You can have that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Here's a good bit. Is it him? just been thrown over the cliff shouting as you wish I mean and she goes she after him that is that's really that's really cool yes um, but no no I'm not going to spoil it because that is really cool that was taken away in the fact of watching those two people go down that very scary looking hill <laughs> so I, good I, 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 but, because love Love makes you jump down. She went after him. Yeah. Look, look, and they reconnect. So wonderful. You're alive. I can fly. You're alive. So Robert Goldman, Goldman, William Goldman, William Goldman, the author, did wrote the screenplay as well. But then he was such a nervous wreck when they were turning in into a film. He he was on set, but he was just completely freaking out. And when that bit happened there with Which the bit? Uh, so just then when they were in the fire swamp and big uh, flame shot up out of the ground, it sets part of her dress on fire, which is all the stunts set up, flame retardant material and everything. He completely freaked out the writer, even though he wrote this screenplay. 
he was there freaking out off camera just being like oh my god he's like oh my dress is on fire oh, oh. and like well, thinking that it wasn't well it did like an accident because he was just so wigged out and apparently like um, wigged out wigged out and as well like Rob Reiner would go and like start takes and he could he, he'd be there like you know listening as you do with the headphones like listening for like ambient noise and he could just hear like this mumbling and it would be um, uh, William Goldman just somewhere just praying <laughs> that it was going to be okay do you know the fact about that no. scene? So originally he was meant to jump into so the scene we just saw where he jumps into the um, sand trap to save Buttercup. Um, Carrie always was meant to originally jump in feet first. He was like, that's not very heroic. I need to dive in. And they were like, well, you fucking can't because it's, what it was was a trap door just underneath the layer of sand and they had to open it right at the exact moment. And he was like, it's only a small area. And he was like, no, no, I'm going to do it. They got a stuntman to come do it. And then Carrie always was like, yeah, I can do it. Nailed it first take. Fucking dive through the bloke underneath, opened it right at the exact time and he just landed on a heap of pads underneath. The character's very, um, what am I trying to say? The caricatures of a character yeah. as well, aren't they? They, yeah, they've really gone for stereotypes. I think you can. But I think because they play them so seriously, it doesn't make them pantoey. Like you asked, no. is it pantoey? And it's not pantoey. I think you would make the argument as well that the cast is all very good character actors, mm. so they're able to make it a bit more realistic. I'm so impressed with the dialogue of this film. It's great, isn't it? It's written like you would see it on the pages of a comic book. You know, bit by bit by bit. Exposition, exposition, exposition. Little joke, move on. But it's never contrived. It's never like, oh, they're just telling us what the story is. It's really punchy, isn't it? And just like, go, go, go. And, and none of it is fluff. I think yes. that's it. There's... It's all relevant. It's yeah. all important to the plot. It's all important to the characters. There's nothing in here that you're like, oh, they could have edited or cut that. But I think that's also something about films of the 80s. They were, nine, They were what, 90... How long is this? 90 minutes? 90... Probably. Whatever. An hour and a half was your usual kind of film. And so it had to kind of be punchy to the point. I particularly enjoyed The Spaniard. Yeah, There's he's my favourite. Particularly. Is that his name, Patinkley? No. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Is that his real name? Yeah. Was, in, in real life? In real yeah. life. His, his, his name in the film is Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about him. He's just something awesome. so, yeah. so engaging. I have been in the revenge business so long. Now that it's over, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. Have you ever considered Paris? I love that bit. Mm. I feel like it nicely ties up, like you know, you know what's going to happen to each other. Sometimes when you finish a film, you're like, well, then what? But here you're like, he's going to live in a car. He's going to go be the first, you know, Dread the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. Grandpa, maybe you could come over some weird again to me tomorrow. Oh. Love it. Because he loves his Such a beautiful style. way to end the film. Oh, it's the end. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> oh, well, there we go then. I so. think it's just such a lovely way to finish it. 
can you come back? You know, at the beginning he's there saying, I hate Grandad, I don't want him to come around. Yeah. And then by the end he's like, will you come back tomorrow and read me the book? And he's saying like, oh, it's a kissing book, I don't want to know about it. And then he's like, nah, you don't want to hear it at the end. He's like, he's like no, 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 no. I'm okay with the kissing. <laughs> right, well, I've now seen The Princess Bride, so I think mm-hmm. we need to move on to the post-film chat. Yep. There he is. Post film chat. So we've just finished watching the film, Rich. So all eyes are on you for this one, mate. What did you think? I said it halfway through. I was just sat there with a little smile on my face. It was just lovely. Yeah. It was like reading a really lovely little fairy tale. But before we both jump in on it, what would be just like one or two things, your favourite things off the top of your head? Um, I have to say, the, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint things that are good about it. The sets were magnificent. Mm. You know, the, the attention to details, you know, it really sucks you into this world. The dialogue was, I mean... We mentioned it on with now like, about the fact that if it's good dialogue and good conversation, you, you're stuck in it. You can't get away from it. You have to listen to it, and then therefore you you know you're in that story. And I found that because there was a few moments where I was like, "Oh," and that's because they explained it so beautifully in advance that when it came to the bit that I didn't know was coming, I was like, "I get it. I get it. I know what's happening." Which yeah. quite often, especially when we're recording these podcasts and we're talking over it it's quite hard to it is isn't it yeah um, but yeah generally that was um, that was a really really lovely experience yeah it is isn't it it's just it's really like heartwarming yeah, yeah but no I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I think yeah. th- I think the thing is I almost feel like saying it's a lovely fairy tale film does it a disservice feels like it's so much more than that and it's I think it's heartwarming because there's these beautiful relationships in it like you've got I like to call them Colombo and Fred Savage and they're yep. really lovely together and then you've got the friendship between Andre and the Spaniard and yes. then you've got the love relationship even, even the sorry, even the six-fingered man and um, Humperdick's relationship yeah. is quite endearing even though they're evil and the baddies their little interactions together as well are like quite endearing in a strange way Like, but do you think you've seen it you've obviously seen it a lot so yeah and you... I saw it as a kid you know as well so it's what we were saying about the Goonies you saw it recently you were like that's a really good film yeah I saw it as a kid and grew up with it and watched it so many times I love it so much mm-hmm. and I wonder if it's you've seen it you know it you love it you know all the little quirks now of the relationships I've watched it once I thought it was brilliant I thought it was a, a lovely fantasy film but maybe if I watch it again on my own and really focus on it I'll be like yeah now I'm starting to see that it's more yeah. but I think from my first eyes it is a brilliant film um, is it mind-blowingly brilliant? No? no? I think your comparison to The Goonies is exactly right it's one of those films that it's like they're not like groundbreaking films in any way they're just these films about you know Goonies is a film about friendship and about growing up and coming of age and adventure Mm -hmm. and you watch it as a child and you continue to watch it as you grow up and it just kind of like stays with you and you it grows up with you and I think it's the same with The Princess Bride it's a story about friendships and relationships and adventure and you watch it as a kid and as you you know as you grow up and you continue to watch it it you take different things from it 
and, and, and like uh, you like you've said as well um, a few times with the different genres but it just does everything well again it's not groundbreaking it's not reinventing the wheel but it's, it's romance it's comedy it's like swashbuckling it's adventure but it just does them all really really fucking well it does come across as a very special film I get mm. that it's a special film yeah. I just don't think I know why that's what I mean about it. it's hard to articulate like I don't know why it's a special film mm. it just is a, that's why I'm set, that's why I mean like by calling it like a lovely fairy tale it feels like that's not doing it justice but yeah. I don't know what words well, I don't know how else to describe it because it's just a film that you watch and it's heartwarming and it's like a weird like a hug yeah it is isn't it like it's the kind of film you watch if you're sick you watch if you're a bit blue you watch it during a pandemic you watch it do you know what I mean like you watch (laughs) it and it's just like nothing is always going to make you feel good I think when I saw it for the first time was in the first lockdown actually a few years ago okay yeah that was I think that was the first time that I saw it actually um does it make you feel question to the group because when I (laughs) when you say group you mean Jimmy and me question to Jimmy and Rich and to your listeners Um, I watch that film and when I get to the end of the film there's a part of me that's like could we love someone to come and read me a book I know you still read to your daughter Eliza Rich I'll phone you when you get home (laughs) (laughs) so something I want to ask you about the book actually that I've heard like having not read the book at the end of that Inigo Montoya has had the he's had the knife in the belly he's been stabbed twice in each arm Um, he's he's quite very poorly wounded but there is the really uplifting thing of uh, uh, Wesley's uh, or the Dread Pirate Roberts is saying to him you would make a fantastic Dread Pirate Roberts to take the moniker on next Apparently in the book, it's a bit more open-ended in terms of his um, fate. That it, he, he, he's kind of limping off, and you're not sure whether he's going to die or not. Like whether he's mortally wounded or not. Is that true? Well, I'm going to be honest. I read the book a while ago. I cannot remember. So I'm currently looking through the book, seeing you know, if I can find out. Because yeah, that, that, again, that was just yeah, that was something that I'd uh, that I'd heard about that that they made it a bit more upbeat uh, for for the film. It's really making me smile seeing you sat there. On the sofa, Veronica, with your glasses on, reading The Princess Bride. She's really bringing a lot of class to the affair, man, as opposed to you and me yeah. normally smashed by this point. Like, <laughs> throwing rib bones at each other and <laughs> making jokes about boobs or something. Veronica's like, let's start a book club. <laughs> What's the other book you brought with I you? I take it very seriously. And I think with The Princess Bride, like, Carrie... Always. Yes, thank you. Mandy Patinkin um, and a few yeah. Andre <laughs> the giant, the giant. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> a lot of them had read the book and were really passionate about it so they didn't come into this just like not all of them but didn't you know mm. some of the cast came in being like I love the book I want to be involved in this even Rob Reiner who directed it it's like loved the book and he, he when he, he he got the rights and was so excited he didn't realise there'd been about four or five other attempts like Robert Redford had tried making it couldn't get it through like couldn't get greenlit there'd been about four or five other attempts um, to get it made into a film and Rob Reiner had no idea when he got it he was just so stoked and then Kerry always went out for it got it and then the two of them when they were like on the set they both just realised that they how much Super like fans. yeah yeah how much they both adored it so they were just like fucking having their little like fucking nerdgasm together over it when you read the book did you understand the book no I had to google but there was no google back then so they wouldn't have known that he didn't really well they would have known because they were not 
stupid like I was and was like, what, does he have a son? I don't understand. What's what's going on? Final thoughts. Okay, so final thoughts time. Final thoughts. My final thoughts are it was very, 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 very good fun to watch. It's mm. my final thoughts. Yeah, I yeah, I love watching it again. It's it's really nice to fucking revisit. You don't really need to know my final thoughts because I've shared my thoughts throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do would like to ask you two questions, Rich, having watched it. Okay. I'd like you to pick your favourite scene. Okay. Uh, my favourite scene was the bit with the poison. Nice. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. Question two. Favourite quote. Mm. No, do you know what? I haven't got a favourite quote. I think it would do it a disservice to pick one of the many wonderful mm. phrases and just excellent dialogue I just enjoyed listening to it it was like having warm honey poured in my ears <laughs> so there we go yeah there's our Princess Bride episode there it is Yay. before we go um, big, I just want to give a shout out to my sister who has supplied us with this feast we've had tonight um, I'm this not going to re- delicious thank you um, I'm not going to read the email she sent because <laughs> it would upset our mum um, because she uses really naughty words in it um, but Lou, thank you very much for dinner. It was uh, fantastic. Thank and you. Really glad you're enjoying what we're doing here. And if anyone else out there wants yes. to throw us uh, some beers or anything, anything, you know, just... send, send them. And, if, and and same as Lou, if you are out there listening, massive massive thank you to anyone listening, enjoying, uh, tuning in. I believe as Rich likes to say, we really do appreciate. It. We've both shared on our social media sort of the list for what was sort of we'd say is series one that's sort of locked in now. But if you do have any suggestions for series two, uh, you can send them along uh, via email to Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film at gmail dot com or one big word lowercase. Uh, follow us at Rich and Jimmy. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter um, we'd love to get you guys on there hear your thoughts on anything that we're doing and uh, you know subscribe rate on any podcast apps that you happen to be listening to this on and thank you again I also want to just say thank you to all our international listeners yeah Jimmy. yeah US France New Zealand uh, obviously all my friends and family in Australia massive thank you we, we also had someone listen in Switzerland that we got expected <laughs> uh, but Who was that? It turned out to be you, Veronica. It was yeah. me. Yes. But we did have someone uh, also listening in uh, Spain, so muchas gracias. Uh, now, <laughs> no pressure, Veronica, but all it remains for us to do now is, uh, well, I mean, I've done a sign-off and you've done a sign-off, Jimmy. I think our guest should come up with the sign-off. Thank you very much for listening, Veronica. Keep on rolling down that hill. Boom. Nice. 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 Inconceivable. <laughs> You killed my father. Prepare to die. Stop saying that! Ah. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die! Now! Offer me money. Yes. Power to promise me that. All that I have and more. Please. Offer me everything I ask for. Anything you want. (laughs) I want